To God be the glory. Praise be the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We continue to read and become the Word of God. We continue to keep the faith. We continue to believe that there is a God who is still on the throne and He is still in control of all things. Yes, brothers and sisters in Christ, our God is a mighty God and He is raising a mighty, powerful people. People that will not be afraid. People that have conquered fear and have taken on the faith to move mountains. So we live in a world that talks about the apocalypse, about the last days, about the end of the world. And that can cause fear. Fear. And that's what the devil wants. He wants people to be afraid because faith and fear do not belong together. They do not mix. We cannot be on the fence about this. We either have to have faith or we're going to live in fear. You know, some believe that the world is heading towards such a disaster that it's going to lead to the end of the world. Of course, because all over social media and all over the news, there's talk about killings, talk about nuclear war. There's talk about record-breaking storms, forest fires, talk about droughts, about heat waves, floods all over the world. You've heard it all. They're talking about locust swarms in Africa, things that has never been like to what we see in this day and age. So, of course, those who read the Bible see the book of the Revelation being revealed and exposed. So the question today is, will the earth be destroyed in global apocalypse? Well, what does the Bible say? Does the Bible tell us that the planet will come to an end? Does the Bible tell us that the world is coming to an end? Brothers and sisters, according to the Bible, the world will come to an end, and that is all of God's plan because of mankind who has disregarded God and have pursued their own selfish desires. 2 Peter 2.5 and 3.7 tells us that just as he did in the days of Noah, God will bring an end to a world of ungodly people. Yes, a world of ungodly people. As 1 John 2.17 states, and I quote, The world is passing away, and so is its desire. Brothers and sisters in Christ, this verse shows that God will destroy not the literal planet Earth, but the people who persist in their ungodly desires. Now, the Bible does not tell us exactly when the end will come. We've discussed that many times. However, we've also discussed the fact that it does indicate that the end is close because the Bible foretells the following things. Events of such wars, food shortages, epidemics, 
powerful earthquakes, etc., etc., tells you that in Matthew chapter 24, in Luke chapter 21, and even Revelation chapter 6. It tells you that people in general will display extreme selfishness. For example, they would be lovers of money and very unthankful and without self-control. It tells us that in the book of 2 Timothy. But these things have been going on a long time, for many, many centuries. But how do we know that the end is very near? Because it is out of control. It has gotten worse, much worse than ever before. So is the apocalypse of the Bible, is it going to come? Is it happening? Listen, the word apocalypse in the Bible basically means uncovering or unveiling. Now, often that word describes the revealing of information that has been hidden. The Bible speaks of the revelation or the apocalypse of the Lord Jesus Christ, which occurs when Jesus is revealed as the one with power to rid all of the earth of its wicked influences and to reward those who worship God. It tells us that in Second Thessalonians and in First Peter. And the last book of the Bible is named the Apocalypse or Revelation because it reveals future events. Yes, that book contains good news and a message of hope because we have a hope for a new paradise. Yes, a new paradise. It shows that God in the book of the Revelation shows that God will eliminate all injustice and turn the earth into a paradise. And at that time, we will no longer experience pain, suffering, or even death. We, the chosen, the called, the very few that will continue to live in this world but live in the word of God. The simple reality is that we all live in a godless world. Of course, I don't mean that there isn't a God or that the true and living God is not active in our world. I mean that people are very wicked. There is no godless godliness. There is only evil in this world. The only good in this world are from the children of God. It has always been this way, actually, and it will always be this way. It's just that it's getting worse. In Genesis 6, 5, it tells us that God looked down on the earth and was grieved by what he saw. It tells us that the the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So you see, this has been going on from the very beginning. And that's why God brought the great flood upon the earth, because the wickedness of man, it says, was so great. And every intent, every desire, every thought was toward evil. Now, doesn't that sound like what's going on today? It does, doesn't it? Acts chapter 17, 16 says, and I quote, Now, while Paul was waiting for them at Athens, 
his spirit was provoked within him as he saw that the city was full of idols, unquote. You see, as Paul walked through the city of Athens, he became aware that the city was absolutely filled with false gods. Athens was not a moral or upright or virtuous city. It was a city full of idolatry. When we see evil and wickedness in the world, we shouldn't throw our hands up in despair. We shouldn't be shocked or surprised. Evil and wickedness is not new. Listen, it's always been the norm. But we must understand that it is real. The evil that we see in the world isn't a new phenomenon. It's not like these things have suddenly got out of control. Wickedness has been a standard practice in this world since Cain killed Abel. So should we give up hope? Should we feel like it's never going to get better? Oh, just because things are getting worse? Listen, before Jesus returns, evil and wickedness is going to increase in the world. It's not going to get any better. But speaking of the last days, Jesus said in Matthew twenty four twelve, and because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. Lawlessness and wickedness and godliness aren't going to decrease, my friends. It's going to increase. In fact, it's going to increase to such a degree that many Christians, Christians now, will find their love and devotion for Christ growing cold. That's some serious, intense lawlessness, my friends. That's the power of the enemy today. It says, according to the word of God, that he will deceive even the very elect, if it be possible. In 2 Thessalonians 2, 9, 3, 11, Paul spoke of the man of lawlessness. He says the coming of the lawlessness or the lawless one is by the activity of Satan with all power and false signs and wonders and with all wicked deception for those who are perishing because they refuse to love the truth. They refuse to be saved. So at some point, it's saying that this wicked one will come. He that comes against the law of God, he will come in power with false signs and wonders. And he will be so impressive, so powerful, that many unbelievers will be, see, be deceived by him. Yes, the wickedness promoted and perpetrated will be on a very, very large scale. Yes, it's already bad. I know. But it's going to get worse. You know this. You can see it all around you. It's not getting worse by the year. It's getting worse by the day. But there is good news. And the good news is that in spite of the wickedness which fills this world, the gospel of Jesus Christ will continue to save. Yes, evil is powerful, but Jesus is more powerful. He is all-powerful. And his people who believe in the word of God and have the faith to move mountains will have the power to speak to others by way of testimony 
and by way of the Word of God, through worship and praise, we will be able to come against Satan who prowls about like a roaring lion, seeking to whom he may devour. Because our God who is within us, our Lord Jesus Christ, is the great lion slayer. Yes, Jesus encouraged Peter that the church would not be overcome and would stand against hell itself. It says in Matthew sixteen eighteen. it reads, And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. My friends, my brothers and sisters in Christ, our Lord speaks to us every day. He is building his church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Even as Jesus talked about the spike in lawlessness, he also promised that the gospel would be proclaimed in all nations. Why? Because he is raising a people. He is raising a church. And that church will stand strong, and the gates of hell shall not be able to prevail against it. This kingdom of God will be preached and proclaimed throughout the world as a testimony to all nations. It tells you that in Matthew twenty four fourteen, and it says, And then the end will come. Yes, this church will be exposed, and all of its people will be heard. The power of God will make a difference in the lives of those who have, the, have an ear to hear what the Spirit has to say. And when the evil one appears, Jesus will take care of him too. We cannot lose hope. Should we be concerned about increasing immorality in the schools and on television and in politics? Sure. We need to take a stand for righteousness. And of course, we should instruct our kids how to think biblically about the sin that they are most certainly going to encounter. But if we're constantly outraged, disgusted, discouraged, or panicked, then we haven't come to grips with what the Bible tells us, the description of his word. Then we aren't fully trusting in our coming, reigning, conquering king. Yes, it's bad. And yes, it's going to get worse. But the gospel, the good news will continue to triumph. Jesus will remain on the throne and Jesus will finally rid the world of his wickedness. Behold, he cometh with clouds and every eye shall see him. Believe this in all his glory, power and righteousness and we will reign with him forevermore. That's what we are hoping for. That's what we are holding fast to. So hold fast to that and let no man take away your crown. Let nothing on earth, human or otherwise, lead you astray and away from your love for Christ and his word. Continue to fight the good fight of faith. Have immovable faith in this faithless world today. There are many evil things going on in the world. It is beyond what any of us could ever imagine much more than our mere human minds can comprehend, much worse than the mass shootings that you're hearing about and all the other heinous events that have taken place and are being reported on the news and social media. 
Listen, the devil is out for our heart and our mind, not our lives. He is working overtime. These are not new things that the enemy is implementing in plan for our souls, but rather ongoing maneuvers that he and his army has been working on for years. From the very beginning of time even, therefore, he and his army will arise with the fullness of all its power to deceive, to corrupt and to destroy every Christian on earth if possible. But these demons will not prevail against God's elect, God's chosen. Remain faithful. Remain focused on your calling. Do not get distracted because our Father is in the forefront of this battle. Know this. The battle has already been won. Jesus Christ paid the price for our victory. I want to close today with this message. I thought about Jesus and how he worked on the, walked on the earth and all the pain and agony that he had to go through for our sake. And I thought about him on the cross when he said those last words, it is finished. It is finished. And then I thought about this. And I want to ask you this question, the same question that I asked myself. But is it really finished? Is it really finished? Think about it. It's not finished, my friends. The price that Christ paid for on the cross was for you and I to make it to the finish line. It's not finished. We still have a battle that has to be won. His course was finished. But all that he began must be finished here on earth. Let us finish the work that he has set before us. Otherwise, all that he had to go through, all the way to that cross, the thorns, the nails, the ridicule, the mocking, the pain, the agony, all of it has gone in vain. Let it be finished. Let it truly be finished, my friends. If you love the Lord Jesus Christ, complete the course that he has set before us. Raise the one united church of God and finish the course because the battle has already been won. And then on that great and notable day when we stand before him, he can say, it is finished, my true and faithful servant. I say this in the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ, for thus saith the Lord. Amen and Amen.